Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. After an intense discussion with a blue dragon, the heralds finally return to Waterdeep. They check in with Jonathan's superiors at the Watchful Order of Magists and Protectors, filling them in on everything that has been going on with the dragon and the instrument of the bards they have recovered. And they do promise to return the next day to finally turn the mandolin over. Carlton and Bernie prepare for their next mission, while Travancore carefully examines the book he's received, but decides against opening it. And with that, the group settle in for a long rest. And now, we continue our adventure already in progress. And the next morning, you wanted to take a brief trip to get some winter gear before you drop off the mandolin and then go off on your way? I feel like we're very, like, physically outfitted. Like, we got our cloaks and things. Oh, sure. What feels like a million years ago, but I think thick, Bernie wants very thick socks. Yeah. And like, we need thick winter clothing. Yeah. And like, okay. yeah. And I want to stop at the bakery as well so I can set, see if they do, like, cookie trays. <laughs> cookie, cookie tray, like, cookie tray delivery out to, uh, AFL. Like, edible arrangement. Yeah, I want to set an edible cookie arrangement. <laughs> That's going to be expensive. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a barbarian. What do I spend my gold on? Yeah, I feel like I, I'm okay. Like, I'm not, not the scribe. Yeah, I'm okay not role playing this part. I think Bernie's shopping list is like fur mittens, very warm socks, and uh, a good scarf. Earmuffs. And earmuffs. Shopping montage. Yeah, I will say, unless you want to montage this, I can definitely. You're not asking for anything out of the ordinary, especially when you tell. You end up at a, a shop called Old Elmer's that he's the most pedantic basic of gear, but it's all really well made. Maybe it's a, like a, a certain Canadian no name brand that we are all familiar with. As soon as you mention to the shopkeep that you're you're heading towards the spine of the world, like the thick wool socks come out, the big boots, the the big fluffy hats, all of the the gear that you need. It's you're not getting anything terribly crazy. Yeah. It's, you're not getting anything outrageous and while it's all thick stuff because of how far north you're going it's nothing out of the ordinary and bernie's stuff is little bernie gets to buy child sizes but uh as as old elmer will explain yes it uses less materials but there's less of a market sadly for it so it kind of evens out in the end so your stuff actually costs the same because he carries less of it because there's fewer gnomes that come by that buy his stuff if all of you are getting the same thing it's going to be like two gold each to super outfit you all with like the the wool the long underwear yeah there's long underwear like as somebody who now lives in a winter space i have a list in my head of what she needs oh yeah you're you're very well familiar with that and Carlton, the bakery that you find, or the bakery that you go to, you can pick up some more healing cupcakes if you'd like, uh, but you talk to the shopkeep there and she lets you know that cookies over that distance are not going to keep and that your best bet is to 
wait for the thaw or to try to order something local because she's not going to send a box of cookies from Waterdeep. It's going to be, they're going to be rocks by the time they get there. That's a good point. I don't have a way of contacting local. Shit. All right. uh, Um, Yeah, you do. You, do we know a local baker? Like, yeah, you do. Do you know the local baker to send to them? No, but I know your sister. Oh, shit. Yeah. I could, we could just say, hey, could you do this for, you know, arrange some cookies for your mom and dad? As We'll, a, s- we'll send gold. We'll send gold. And, uh, and yeah, yeah. I'll just, I'll just message your sister. Yeah, we'll do that. But I will pick up some of them healing cupcakes because they are delish. Yes. Okay. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular also picks up a couple. Are you looking for the basics or are you looking for the, the more expensive ones? Oh, do they have the more expensive ones? Oh. Let's see. Uh, hold on. I, I got to pull up. Creations, characters. I remember that the basic ones cost 50 because it's the same as mm-hmm. regular cupcakes. And then I or think the regular healing potions. 300, I think, for the big guys. Yeah, no, I'm not using that. Where? Oh, my God. We haven't done cupcakes in so long. Uh, I'm going to say for the moment, she's she's got as many of the basics as you want. She's only got one of the upgraded, the upgraded ones, and that's going to cost 250 250 Yeah, they get expensive fast. The basic cupcake of healing is 50 gold, and she's got one greater healing cupcake, and it'll be 250 Well, if someone wants that, I can contribute 50 to uh, whoever does. I'll... Add another 50 in there. Well, here, let me see how much gold I got. Because, like I said, barbarians don't spend a lot of gold. We're not writing magics. Uh, And you said it was two gold for our furs? Yeah. For the boots with the fur? For all, for the entire entire outfit. Yeah, for per person was two gold. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Yo, cool. Uh 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 Uh-huh. Yep. All right, so yeah, I have 337 gold and some platinum, so I have 457 total. How much? How much? How many do we want? You want? You want like five cupcakes? Five regular cupcakes? Uh, I got, I got two for myself. Yeah, five sounds good. Right. Yeah, so I'll just buy five, and I'll buy five of the regulars. Five of the regulars? Done. Anything else? Travancore is going to buy something apple flavored because why not? Um, she has, she has some of her classic apple tarts available. They don't heal, but they're delicious. Wow, that's a healing of a sort. And I can heal myself now, so. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll get, uh, I'll get a couple apple tarts. One for me and one for, for Shadow. If you're only getting two and you're spending all this gold on, uh, healing cupcakes, she'll throw in an apple tart or two. That's score. There you go. Thank your friends. Thank you, friends. They'll have 200 gold on me. Anything else before you go retrieve the instrument and drop that off? Because that would be the next thing on your your to-do list for the day. Uh, no. Uh, uh... I think that's it for Jonathan. Bernie, do you need anything, any components? Um... I I got some, I got some gold to spare to keep me alive. I just assume Bernie buys components when she needs them. I think that's kind of yeah, the only time I ask you for specific components is when it gets to the the really specific stuff that it it consumes it, like the the diamonds you need for revivify. Uh, um, otherwise, your holy symbol is used in place of components. Yeah, so. and you haven't had to bring me back yet, so. Yeah, I think we're you know we're good. Um, I Jonathan might have that. That might be a question for him. Jonathan, do you need a diamond? Oh, uh, I got a couple already. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool. I'm now up to four teleportation diamonds. 
right. Where would you like to open up the the pocket house to go retrieve the mandolin? Oh. <laughs> is the Golden Rock Tavern close enough, or is it on the way, or is it out of the out of the way to go back there? It's not so out of the way that you can't swing by. Probably the safest place, I would think. Maybe we should visit our horses real quick too. <laughs> we don't even know if they're there, right? Because it's like. Uh, you dropped off a bunch. Basically, Gestock like owns those horses now, oh, but right. it's it's kind of the same way. Every time you show up, he's got some rooms for you. Like you're such regulars, and you stay there so often that he he makes do. Um, and the same thing with the horses. Like they they're kept there, and they're they're his, and so you're not paying to stable them while you're gone. But he also gets to use them. So, hmm. I think they probably like Gestock better than us by now. Yeah, probably. Uh, we'll just take it. Does Reggie look happy? Oh, wait, no. That was not Reggie. That's Horsey McCourt's face. Right. Horsey McCourt's face. Reggie's back in greenest. Bojack Horse oh, yeah. Horse, Kotira, and then Peanut Butter, I believe. Yeah. This is true. If they look happy, then I'm happy. I was always yep. a little sad that nobody got that I named my animals Peanut Butter and Coco, like a Reese's Aww. Peanut Butter Cup. I, j- I liked it. I just got it now because, wow, I'm last to the ride <laughs> of the party. Mine blown that's how you know i'm the one of the, the, the lowest intelligence in the party <laughs> cheers to a reese's peanut butter cup all right so yeah i still need to know where you're gonna you're just gonna hey gestock we need to use the room for 10 seconds can, like, we, borrow, can we borrow his barn is that it no that's very more well trafficked the room would be better i mean why don't you just throw it down in the privy jonathan uh no no i was gonna say like if you're in there for 10 seconds uh We've done it, and we've put it down in our rooms before. It's fine. Right, but, like, we don't have rooms right now. We only got it for the night, right? I'm assuming. I thought we had 70 permanent rooms. Yeah, yeah. Gestock knows we stay there often enough that uh, I probably just absentmindedly drops, like... Hey, Gestock, we left something in our room. We'll be right back. How about that? He'll probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just do that. And Jonathan the Edge Muscular puts down the nut, runs in. Jonathan, are you the only one that's going? I'll go yes. with him. I got a thing to deliver as well. Oh, okay. All right. So we hop in. And Jonathan is like, all right. Jonathan the Magimuscular is going to go get the thing. I'll be right back. And so Jonathan the Magimuscular runs in the house, grabs the mandolin from the place where it was. And as he's going through to... Uh... Jonathan, I need to know where it was. I thought I told you. No, you didn't. Uh-oh. Oh. Because it wasn't important at the time. There were other things going on. It was in the basement. Nice. Anywhere in specific? No, just uh, just put it in the middle of the basement where we wa- where we integrated that one dude that one time. Okay. When you get down there, you find all three Modrons standing around it, threateningly. Uh oh. Um, boys. Meh. <laughs> Every time. Are y'all okay? They stand at attention, and they seem f- physically fine. None of them are seem to be injured in any way, but... Travancore! Travancore, okay, while Jonathan was doing all no, that... No, no, just, um, I'm gonna need, like, ten minutes, eleven minutes down here. Yep. Is everybody in the house? We all went in together, right? D- uh, did you? I was, I mean, I didn't, because I thought they were going in and coming back out. I feel like After, Bernie's, like, like, tapping her foot. Yeah, like, yeah. once I realize it's been more than just, like, a quick little jaunt, so, like, halfway through Jonathan's, like, I guess that would be five minutes. About five minutes in. I was going to say halfway through his ten minutes. 
Okay, yeah. I'll let you know when we're halfway through. So Jonathan is calling up to Travancore, who is, uh, I'll say, just behind him in the house. And Travancore, what do you say to this? He says he needs 10 minutes, like, just to... Uh, yeah. yeah! That's Okay, that's fine. Yeah. All right, and he starts casting Rary's telepathic bond uh, as a ritual, and including the Modrons. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. We finally get to talk to them. Wow. No, I finally get to talk to them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you're going to be doing that for the next 10 minutes. Uh, Travancore, what would you like to do? Travancore is going to take the book that is on his person that Ven gave to him. He's going to take a, a piece of parchment or paper like from another source, write down a note to Bernie, basically saying we should talk about this. Put it inside the book, or like, like almost like a dog-eared like bookmark, and then slide the book under. Assuming there's room to slide it into a room, slides it under her, her door. It wouldn't be able to slide under the door because it's a pretty thick book, but Bernie, would you have locked the door to your room? Nah, Bernie's pretty trusting. Travancore is going to open it just enough to put the book in there and close it behind him. Sure. Easy enough. Travancore, you finish doing that, which takes all of 30 seconds. Do you do anything else? Or do you go downstairs to see what Jonathan is doing? What do you do? When I sit, go to the kitchen, sit down, eat my apple tart. Okay. Five minutes pass. Like a dad that's just finally gotten <laughs> quiet. Exactly. Travancore dad. You know, we're not, you know, you're waiting on someone so you can go, so you can leave. You know, someone's just, uh... You know, someone's just a bit slow. They're t- they're taking the time. They were ready to go, ready to go, like thirty minutes ago. My dad is never ready to go. He always has to poop at the last. Oh minute. yeah, with my folks, it was always like, "Oh, we're leaving now," so I get ready and ready to go, and then he ends up talking to five other people on the way out because he's a social butterfly. Your dad is a goddamn social I love butterfly. Your dad. It's true. Dad. Luke and I are the worst. What happens is we both say, okay, we're going to be ready in just like two minutes. And then one of us will immediately be ready. And the other needs two minutes. But like a minute and a half into the two minutes, I will be like, oh, shit, I have to take care of this other thing. And then that'll take two minutes. And then Luke will finish his thing and be like, all right, I'm ready to go. And I like, I need a minute and a half. And then in the middle of that minute and a half, he'll find something else that he needs to do. And then like 30 minutes later, we're late. So it's the worst. Okay. <laughs> also, you were exactly like my dad because as a child, I would be getting up to all kinds of shenanigans while mom wasn't there, and dad would sit on the porch and eat a snack and pretend like everything was fine. Yeah, so that's exactly what Travancore is doing. He as uh, he's just all about composure. If you're able to, uh, what do you call it, exude composure at all times, then things are fine. I love it. Uh, so five minutes pass, and Carlton and Bernie. What the fuck are they doing? I don't know, but I reach into the bag and I pull out the Everfresh box. And I'm like, do you think the Modrons would like churros? They, they don't eat. If you put sugar, can you imagine if you put sugar in their gears and then their gears got all sticky? And no, no, put that back in the box. Just put it back in the box. And Bernie's uh, just going to walk uh, onto uh, the, the teleport pad and go in, up into the house. Okay. I follow her with churro box. I'm like, eh, well, at least we can offer them the John of their driving court. All right, you enter the house to find Travancore seated at your gorgeous table, eating his tarts. Hey, guys. You want a churro? Where's Jonathan and Winslow? I'm good. I just had an apple tart, but thank you for, for the offer. Where, where, where are there churros in town? I joined in for a churro. Yeah, there's a guy named time. Dave who makes churros. On the way to Dave. the Tempest Temple. We'll pick do, up some more before we leave. Do they have the chocolate dipping sauce? Uh, it's out of season. Ah, too cold. It, it just becomes chocolate. Still, still worth going. We can get we can get hot chocolate or something. That would work too. Not the same. Um, where's Jonathan and Winslow? Ah, oh, gosh, Winslow is what you. Oh, that's right. You entered your name, Madeline. Uh, Jonathan's downstairs. 
Don't know what he's doing. He said he needed like ten minutes. I think it's been like three or four so far. Oh, and how how are the uh, how are the Modrons? Did you inspect them? I you know I've been slacking off on that. I did not inspect them at all. We should probably go inspect them. We should go inspect. But where are yeah, they? Yeah, it's good. Carl, you've been doing that. You've been doing that a lot lately, and I appreciate that. Um, well, because you've been slacking. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I appreciate that. But yeah, let me know how they're doing. Right, where are they? Yeah, where are, where are the Modron? Oh, they're all in the basement. They usually greet us. They're all in the basement. What are I'll say, Trevancore, you you don't exactly know where they are. Like, you know they're not in Bernie's room, and you know they're not on this floor, but... Yeah, check the basement. Like, that's the place I haven't looked yet. Modrons, where are you? Okay, let's just head down there. What is he doing? This is really weird. He doesn't need this much time. Uh, and Bernie's and gonna go down there. Gonna go back to my apple tart now. Yeah, you have fun. Tarleton, are you joining Bernie? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I gotta go inspect the Modrons. Okay. With my sticky hands. So what do we walk in on? You walk in on... Jonathan doing a, a ritual ca- casting of a spell, and all three of your Modrons are standing in a, a protective-ish triangle around the mandolin, which is currently sitting on the floor. I mean, we've done Telbond enough that we recognize that what he's casting, right? Would you? You've done Telbond a lot, and you do it as a ritual every single time. So I'm going to say Bernie. Right, so like, I would see, like, hey, this this pose he does is usually a Telbond pose. I guess, yeah, during the ritual casting. For Jonathan the Magimuscular, He's there are boy. flex poses. Yeah. yeah, Bernie definitely, with her uh, magical aptitude, Carlton at the very least knows you're casting a spell, that you're doing a ritual of a spell. I, I'll, I'll leave it up to I'll him. I'll pull out like a tailor's tape and I'll like measure how big the bicep is currently. I'm like, huh, that's a Telbon bicep right there. That's, 20, <laughs> that's, at, a, that's at a smooth 22 inches instead of the normal... What I, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, but <laughs> that's his pop up flex that's coming right there. I recognize yeah. that flex. And yeah. Bernie's like, we're about to get a, we're about to accept a call. Thank you for using Telbon, a division of Bell Atlantic. So I'm gonna sit there and wait for the pop up in my head to show because like I know this is like coming. Like I don't realize that I'm not part of it. I mean, Jonathan, you know they're there. You're aware of them. It's not like you're so engrossed in this that. Yeah, I, I guess he would not like. It would be shady to exclude people. So he's going to, as they come in, he kind of rolls his eyes. He had like, as he was uh, posing, he had like four fingers up. And because he was casting it, you know, for four, he's like, and he sees people. Six. (laughs) Wait, what about Travancore? I don't think six. He wasn't planning on including Travancore unless he came down here. Yeah, that's mm. Bernie's just going to walk past him towards the uh, the, the mandolin. That's yeah, fine. Travancore's just upstairs. Apple tart, pretty busy. So, Bernie, as you walk past him towards the mandolin, the Modrons don't stop you, but Alistair Duke definitely, you see him move in front of you, not like threateningly, and he's got a, a very concerned look on his eye. He, he it is standing there. <laughs> like I know he's the one-eyed one, but just when you say his eye, it's not his eyes. Eyed, it's like trying to scowl. It's it, he's got frowny eye. It's only the one eye. It's all concerned. <laughs> it's super concerned. Like he has eyebrows, which would normally arch, but it's just he's got two eyebrows on the one eye. There's two eyebrows on one eye. It's just like the oh, there's or like or like one eye, one eyebrow that like. The, like V's are used down the middle, just is like it, does it just go? Rah! He's got the Anthony Davis going on, the Anthony Davis eyebrow. We have all seen Monsters Inc. We have all seen what that monster does with one eye. You know what this looks like, <laughs> Mike Wazowski. 
So anyway, as I said, this this Modron uh, steps to it's it's a weird motion because it's obvious that it's not completely stopping you, but it is definitely concerned. And Bernie like looks at him and she's like, I I have to get Winslow. And moves aside. But it it definitely they all look very concerned. And she turns back to John and goes, I can't you left him on the floor. In the basement. And she picks up Winslow, slings him on her back. And as you pick up Winslow, all three of the Modrons wince. Like they expect something to happen. And nothing happens because she passed that test. Winslow and nothing happens because she she is currently actually she wouldn't be attuned to it anymore. Let me look something up real quick. Because it went to another plane of existence and it's been gone for more than several hours. So Ruh-roh. it is not attuned to you anymore. Do I need to roll? Let me check. Meanwhile, upstairs, so flaky, so crispy, so perfect. I actually had a really good apple tart today, by the way. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, man. Do you just pick it up? I think she she picks it up gently and she says, hello, Winslow. I'm very sorry about this. If I'd known he was going to leave you on the floor, we would have, well, we had to protect you from somebody who might have taken you and hurt, destroyed you. So, yeah, you you just pick it up. Nothing happens. Because that's the power of manners. Jonathan, (laughs) you finish casting Rory's telepathic bond. All right. Carlton and and uh, Bernie and uh, the Modrons all get pop ups. D20 Dames is a storytelling podcast powered by D&D. Every other week, a group of adventuring ladies explore a fantasy world, beheading or befriending monsters, and punching creeps. Ha <laughs> 19. Definitely hits. Yes! Our podcast is 100% written, produced, and played by women. Are you okay if I'm not actively looking for your siblings, but I'm still with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just companionship. I mean, I'm not really expecting people to, like, delve into a dungeon for me or anything, but, uh... I would delve into a dungeon for you, Riot. And Rose? Yes? I was rather mistaken about you. Aww. You don't have to be monstrous to be extraordinary. Hear new episodes every other Tuesday. Subscribe to D20 Dames now on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. I wish you had told me, though, because then I could have given you a gift. Oh, it's a- oh, Carp, you know the only gift I want is your friendship. Misadventure awaits. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official, free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on PC and Mac on Steam and Web, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, iPad, iPhone, and on all the Android devices. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for the podcast, and it is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from the Companions of the Hall, High Rollers, C-Team, Force Grey, and more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have, And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folk who make idle champions, we're fortunate to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. So this code expires on November 3rd, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem it once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. 
B-A-C-S-K-A-V-A-N-O-O-K. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Ah, uh, they all accept. Hellbond. Ding. This is such an outdated mode of communication. You really are going to tell Bond? Really? Uh, yeah. Whoa. Oh, really? Did not didn't realize you sounded like that. Hello. Hi. What happened to the meat warps? We speak all the time, don't you? Do you seem to respond to us on a regular basis? This is at least more convenient. Do you feel like we understand the beeps? Which one is this? <laughs> is that your sense? You don't. No, not no. not in any way, shape, or form. No. They're cute, though. I like it. I like when you go meet more. Yeah, that, I like that one a lot. Oh, this is very disconcerting. Yeah, I know. We've known each other for a while, and this is the first time we've spoken. Yes. So this. Uh, Hi, I'm Carlton. It's nice to formally meet you. Hi, Dime. Thank you. Dime zero one zero 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 one 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 zero one one zero one one zero. S O S. Sorry. Had a rush moment. Which one is? How many eyeballs is this one? Whoever is talking doesn't respond, but in that moment, as you're hearing this this voice, uh, you see the one that you've been calling Alistair Duke step forward. Ah, one one zero zero one one zero zero one one zero zero one. Uh, you're Correct. a little off by several zeros and several ones, but I'll I'll forgive you for now because I think he was just literally saying zeros and ones. How about <laughs> um, Alistair? Is that okay? Do you mind if we call you Alistair? It's a little better for us. I've been responding to that for the last couple of months, so that should be fine. So, I, the reason why I did this was because, as you can see, we have an instrument of the bard in the house. Uh, Bernie, sorry it was on the floor. Mm-hmm. It just, it, we, it was quick and, you know, thread dragon. Are you guys okay? He seemed skittish when we came in and were looking at this thing. Yes, well, it's a very powerful magical artifact that we're not quite sure what it does you left it here on the floor and when we tried to move it to a more appropriate location because you just kind of placed it on the floor and then ran off and didn't really say anything so we were trying to actually get it off the floor and you know keep the floor relatively clean also it seems like a very nice instrument and nobody wanted to have to dust it while it was on the floor and it definitely did not it has some sort of, of protection to, rem- to keep people from playing it. And uh, we were worried about any of us or any of you accidentally touching it. Its name is Winslow. You've been able to talk to it? Well, I mean, sort of, yeah. It doesn't really talk back, but it likes me. And she's going to pull it off her back and she's going to pluck the string. Okay, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Uh, okay, what is my... I get a plus one to this, plus my wisdom, so... Your wisdom should be pretty good. God, I hope this works. 22! Okay. Uh, yeah, you feel that familiar moment in where, as you pluck it, the the note rings out, but you also feel in that moment that uh, you reattune to it. And then Bernie plucks it again. Yes, that's very nice. Is that how it speaks? It's an instrument? Yes, but you said that it spoke to you, that it gave you it gave you a name. No, I, I, I... Or is this like the way that you thought that the way we were speaking to you was uh, without actually understanding what we were saying? 
which is now very disconcerting because there were many things that we were trying to tell you on a very regular basis. And if all you were hearing was incomprehensible nonsense, then I'm, I must say that I'm very disappointed. Well, uh, Alistair, aware, uh, we appreciate everything that you do for us. Well, thank you. And uh, really, especially sorry is, about that bathroom. And I was about to say, yeah. Carlton is into emotion, which he thinks is shame. <laughs> now that he can actually speak to these guys, he's like, I we're, am no, so no, Carlton, sorry. no, no, we're not going to address that. We're not going. I am so I'm so, so sorry, Carlton. Shut up. If we don't talk about it, we can repress it and push it back into our minds and souls forever. But now they talk to us and they are not robots anymore. Forever! Carlton! Forever! Too bad you can't push it back into your butt, huh, Carlton? (laughs) You hear a new voice that hasn't been in the call yet say... Is this how it's going to be the whole time when they're <gasps> talking to us in our heads? Because maybe I'm glad that they're, they're just usually talking with their, their mouth faces. You're fun. Uh, uh, who do, what do we call you? Yeah, if you could step forward, please. And the, the starfish version steps forward. Uh, that was, I think, Felix. Felix. Hold on. Yeah, it's a very feminine voice. <laughs> um... <laughs> Look, guys, uh, if if you don't want to do this all the time, that's fine. But I feel like, at the very least, we we should probably have uh, this sort of conversation, and we'll get we'll get Travancore in here next time, uh, just to touch base with y'all if you still want to. Um, we just, I mean, you guys are part of the team, uh, so we want to make sure that your your needs are being met. And if we can't understand you, then. I feel like we're doing you a disservice, especially if you're trying to tell us something important. Just, just out of curiosity, what was the last, like, really important thing you were just trying to get our attention for and tell us? Uh, the dangers of that instrument that was going to zap somebody when they tried to play it but not be attuned to it. Good call. Good call. Uh, what, was, what was your name again? I'm 01000111011110. Wait, say that slower, Lauren. I can't. <laughs> no, I just want to I believe you are going to continue to call me Alistair, and that's I'm perfectly fine with that. I, I don't expect you to become proficient in Modron just because we now have a telepathic connection. Do you, can you write in common? In what? Oh, right. Um, in the language that you normally hear us speak. Okay, you can understand us, right? Yes. Okay. In the language that we're speaking, can you use the written form of that at all? You're not speaking Modron? No. No. We are actually in a telepathic, magical connection right now. Jonathan, roll a history check. Uh, uh. I am also so, so sorry about all the eyeball poking. Ooh, yeah, that was bad. Carlton. (laughs) <laughs> they're now real for god's sake they were always real carlton you know what i'm gonna use we're actually i think leaving today so i'm not gonna use luck on that so uh 14 yeah between that and your memory because this is it's been more than a month so you don't automatically remember this uh you do remember rachel mentioning something about how these were altered modrons mm. well what does that I'm trying to puzzle what that means, because that does that mean that they are... You think that they might be able to understand anyone, but 
they still only speak Modron. So they've you, got oh, communication chips. So I you, see. you think in this moment that they think you've been speaking Modron this whole time. That's why they're confused. Oh, that, I see. That like, wait, you you haven't been understanding us this whole time because they've understood. They've, you. It's like they've got the Babelfish uh, right, chip right. installed, but only one. Okay, but only they have a Babelfish. But only they None have. None of yeah. you do. Well. So Jonathan the Magic Muscular is going to explain that gently. Be like, yeah, um, I'm really sorry, but we the way I think Rachel left you, or that I don't I don't remember if Rachel like you know all was the one that altered you, or she you guys came to her this way. But uh, yeah, we apparently can probably understand anything anyone talking to you in any language, but uh, it doesn't go the other way. All we hear is your your language that we don't understand. They have a lot of hands. What about sign language? They understand sign language. Do you... We uh, Does learn. Bernie know sign language? We can learn. Yeah. Do you want to maybe, as a, as a, you know, we're a household. Do we want to learn Faerunian sign language as a household? Yeah. Yeah, that could be a good fun thing to do in our downtime. Yeah. That's like a bonding thing. Can we just kind of make it a thing where we get some books, we perma-check out some books from the library? And uh, we just like <laughs> <laughs> perma check out, aka steal. Yeah. <laughs> I shout up to the stairs. Hey, Travancore, we're gonna learn uh, Faerunian sign language as a family. FYI, I feel like we could do that. This gets Travancore's attention, and he heads downstairs promptly. We could do that. Like we have all these times when we're like, oh, we just have the night off, or blah blah. Like instead of having a role play, can we start making an assumption? Like we can come up with some kind of formula. Like, based on maybe how long other people think it takes. Like, I, I've never tried to learn sign language before. I've tried to learn the alphabet. Ooh. And I think it could be, like, we could come up with a, like... I'll say this. Uh, yeah, there is, how like... how long it could take us. Uh, remember all the, the times that you've been working on your lockpicking? Like, yeah, if you wanted to learn a new skill, I've I've got a, a system. For, I think I stole it from Xanathar's or something. But yeah, it's it's that. It's learning a new skill and how long it takes. It takes a while. Uh, Travancore, as you come downstairs, you... Uh, well, Travancore sadly does not hear this, uh, but Felix once again speaks up in all of your heads and says, Why don't they just learn how to speak Modron? This seems like a lot of extra work. Oh, well, if we learn Faerunian sign language, you're not the only people we could talk to with it. We could talk to a lot. There's probably a... We haven't currently encountered anybody who's deaf, but I mean... Also, it exist. can help in stealth situations. When I don't have time to put up the telepathic bond, we can... It's strict to each other. Is all of this in the tell bond? Yes, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Travancore, you come downstairs sorry. and you see everybody just staring at each other in a very just familiar... Just eyes over as we're talking to one another. Yeah, very familiar telepathic way. Yeah. Unfortunately, Felix, I don't think we are built to speak your language. It's, I mean, like even for uh, a human like myself, Draconic is really hard, uh, for example. And Jonathan is going to say something difficult in Draconic. But he's going to, because his human vocal cords are making it instead of a dragon's, uh, it comes out weird. And he's like, and that is, so tra So what Travancore hears is like, all of us are so staring that Jonathan the Magic Muscle all of a sudden starts going, rah, 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 rah. And, uh, and then <laughs> cuts off and it's like, and then he's kind of like cocks his head at Felix as, as he's saying that. As as a dragonborn player, I, I would like to point out that Draconic does not sound like rah 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 rah. What does Draconic sound like? 
it it sounds like this, of course. No, so you, yeah, Travancore, uh, as as Jonathan breaks back into the Telbond, Travancore, is there anything you would like to do or you're just going to stand there bemused? Can that be the name of this episode? I thought it was churros from Mergerons. It might be both. <laughs> or a fistful of churros. <laughs> Look, listen, anytime, you, anytime one of y'all say this is the episode title, it's never the episode title. It's always something that gets said randomly. Like... Travancore, I was randomly saying Magic Yurt, which was amazing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because I edit the episode, so I get to make that she decision. She gets to choose. Yep. Travancore, yeah. what would you like to be doing in this mo- in this moment? <laughs> Travancore just assumes that, like, I mean, he knows, I don't know if he knows enough about where he's, I mean, telepathic bond to be able to tell that that's what's going on. Yeah, like, you can tell. Okay. Mm. And then Travancore sort of has this sort of look, like, Joey Tribbiani-esque was like, oh, oh. Oh, because he puts it together that he's they're talking to the Modrons, and he says, "Jonathan, let me in." <laughs> <laughs> and Jonathan breaks and says, uh, "Sorry, man. I uh, I could recast it again here in a bit. Uh, uh, just take a little bit while. But I know we've got an hour uh, before the portal closes, and we're already like nice. I mean, it's fine. We also have a place to be at three p.m. And then Bernie." Like says that in the telepathic bond, but then looks at Travancore and goes, rah, 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 and she looks at John and goes, "Did I do it right?" Ugh, His pronunciation was a little off. Is only <laughs> mar- marginally better than Jonathan's because <laughs> you were basically just doing like. <laughs> I just try to make the sounds. That yeah, he made. I I wouldn't say that in front of Thontorback. Just, just... <laughs> I just want a picture of all of us trying to speak draconic, and then someone who is. Uh, like drag him going, God, this is insanely racist. We need to stop. Yeah, this come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, while they're having their draconic rah rah rahs, I'm gonna go. Hey, uh, Piddleschmick. I don't. Uh, I, whatever your number is. And you don't hear anything. Piddleschmick. Does, does Piddleschmick talk? No, not usually. Oh. Are you shy? Well, Piddleschmick, okay. you are appreciated, even if you don't have anything to say at the moment. Yes. Uh. Anyways. How are y'all's, uh, how y'all holding up? Do we need an inspection or are you feeling good? Well, that's usually up to you. You usually are the, the ones doing the inspection. Well, it's... now we can ask. And, tra- and Travancore, not hearing any of this, says, Modrons, line up for inspection. And uh, Travancore, as far as you're concerned, they all go, meep, meep, and then line up in front of you. Uh, what you all hear in your heads is, is two of the Modrons saying, yes, sir. And the other one going, yes, sir. And then the third one you hear, meep, meep. <laughs> Travancore is going to inspect the Motrons because he has something better to do. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Detective Travancore investigates the Motrons. Wow. Eleven. So friends, Rachel told us that you you shouldn't leave. What happens if you leave the house? I'll answer that in a second. Travancore with an eleven, you look over them. Um it's a cursory glance. You're a little distracted by the fact that everybody is talking in front of your back, behind your back, but they seem fine. Carlton, you ask that question, and Alistair responds, well, we are the ones that are holding the this plane of existence together. Didn't she tell you? If we leave, this whole place collapses. It takes a little while. It's not an immediate thing. But if we are not here, then th- this place is not here. Do you want to be here? Yes, we're very useful here. It's been very nice. Oh. Would you like a churro? What are we supposed to do with it? Can you, Whatever you want. eat it? Can you consume things? Wait, can Travancore see Carlton physically offering the churro to, oh, uh, to them? I just asked. 
Okay, he just asked. Okay, so I don't know what happened yet. I mean, we can go through the physical motions of consuming an object, but there's no digestive tract, and it would basically just fall out the other end, and then we would have to clean it up. So it seems like a, a pretty big waste of time. No chair. Well, also, thank you for the planter boxes, uh, and the house looks spectacular. You guys are doing great jobs. Keep well, it thank up. you. You are appreciated. We got it. We're, we're get, we need to go um, here in a bit, uh, because we've got other places to be, but... You're so popular. Before we go... Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a lie. Yeah. Is there anything you guys need? Is there anything you want us to get you? Books? Dragon chess? Uh, yeah, a game. Games for you guys. Anything that to help pass the time? Anything? Because now that you're real. Carl- and Charlton the yeah. Muscular, like, just gives a side eye to Carlton and says... <laughs> like a telepathic side eye. And all three of the Modrons give a side eye to Carlton when he says that. They cock their heads and... But uh, is there anything you guys need? They regard each other for a moment and then look back at you and say, well, nothing comes to mind, but we've also never been asked. So maybe the next time you're here, we'll have a small shopping list. Sure. We'll bring some games just in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know that we have time right now, but next time we show up, we'll bring, uh, we'll bring some, we'll find a nice three player game. And maybe, maybe like hyper dragon chess or something. I don't know. You guys are pretty smart. So maybe regular dragon chess might be uh, a little too childish for you. Are you talking about physical games? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. If you want to be that analog about it. I mean, what do you guys do to stay, keep from boredom? They all look at each other and then they look back at you and they say, well, most of the time we're busy. But in the nanoseconds that we have in between tasks, uh, I usually like to play Doom. What? Doom? Doom? Yes. What? What is Doom? We don't have that. Jonathan, game. is that a? I mean, you you just talked about physical games not being a thing for you guys, so I assume that like you not a physical. It's game. A, is it a talking game? No, it's or... a virtual reality simulation that it involves a high tech. You know what? Never mind. Why don't you go ahead and bring oh. the dragon chest? <laughs> Jonathan the Magic Muscular has not felt stupider in his entire <laughs> life. He's just like, virtual what? I, that's a lot of words, I know, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, I don't think I understand because <laughs> reality is reality. There's no virtual reality. Come on. What is a virtual? You know, we should probably leave it there. Um, yeah, I think do. so. Especially since we don't have a controller for any of you, so we're not exactly sure how you would be able to play the fourth player. Controller, you yes. mean? Oh, like because I've heard people like uh, like stati- like strategy uh, people call wizards and uh, and sometimes fighters controllers of a battlefield. Is that what you mean? No, the, an actual. Because fi- I'm kind of a controller. An actual physical box that controls a virtual reality simulation usually projected onto a screen, usually in our own minds and heads because there's no reason for us to project it outside of our own bodies. But we could probably come up with some other way, but uh, we currently don't have a, a projector. And uh, to be honest, uh, Piddleschmick is way better at rocket jumping than the rest of us. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Can I don't think... Where do, where do we Thank get a projector? You. That's Jack the Player. Jo- That's all yeah. Jack the Player. Jonathan the Player is fucking delighted right now. Yep. Jonathan the Magic Muscular is just like... I think on that All note, of this is just like... All of it's all of our heads. We go. We go. You know, um, this has been lovely and um, we should go. Yeah. But thank you guys. Thank you for everything you do. We'll talk again. We'll be here. Thank you. And you hear Felix go, thank you. And you hear Pilschmick go, beep, beep. Wait, why does he still beep poop? Let's leave it at that. Come on, Carlton. 
<laughs> I've got so many questions now. I know, and you will ask them later, but we gotta go, man. We we have we have demons to thing. You can't just give me a taste, man. You can't just give me a taste. No. Come and then on. Bernie let's go. just pulls them out of the basement and they go. Yeah. You all head upstairs. I feel upstairs. like Bernie, like, even though she's tiny, still is pulling Carlton by the ear. Yep. Is there anything else you want to do in the house before you leave, or are you just gonna leave the house, pick it up, and go? Yeah, we gotta go. We uh, gotta Jonathan the Man Muscular is gonna uh, go to Travancore and say, "Sorry about that. I didn't. I I did not know what the Modrons were, what, what had them freaked out. So I figured this was a good time. And uh, and when Carlton and and Bernie came down, I figured I'd just add them. I I forgot, man. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was really good apple tart, existential apple tart. Of course it was. <laughs> uh, but uh, but next time, next time, it. it I think you would. Uh, I think you would enjoy a conversation with them, with the Modrons. Oh, yeah. I've been inspecting them for so long. It'd be interesting to see what they sound like. Actually, Travancore, uh, and as we're, wa- we're walking and talking, yeah, Travancore, yeah. is there a game in in your homeland called Doom? Should I roll a history check? No, there is no. <laughs> no. There is oh, not. Wait, is that the thing Deacon the Bard sings about? Sounds very, um, wow, that's, that's kind of a nihilistic name. Most of the games back home have happy names. Like comedy and chess. Well, maybe I'll tell you what comedy is later. <laughs> maybe we 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 should because we, we were talking about maybe getting the Modron some stuff to maybe keep them occupied. But apparently, they can keep themselves occupied with this thing that they do with each other. Ah, it's weird. And as you exit the pocket house, take the nut. Who's gonna take the nut? Uh, I Yo. did it last time, so. Yeah, uh, I think it's Travancore's turn. Takes it. You are heading to the Amethyst Acropolis to drop off the instrument of the bards and then eventually to Mirabar. But that is where we're going to pause right now. And next time, uh, we'll we'll take care of that last little bit before you head off on your next grand adventure. But in the meantime, let me give you some experience for Dave the Churro Vendor, for talking with the Modrons, for uh, taking care of a bunch of different things, for Jonathan... Finally letting the people at the Amethyst Acropolis know some of the the shit you've been up to. And um, Travancore for some interesting decisions about what to do with a book that he doesn't quite understand. I'm going to give you a total of 4,500 experience to split between the four of you. And the next time we get together, you will be returning the instrument of the bards to the Amethyst Acropolis. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.